for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Hi, welcome to another episode of King of the List. This is a special episode because I'm going to be the host, but of course we have the king of King of the List, Ryan Sixpack Labadat here, and we brought the Zabato boys back, Joey and Jurance. I'm going to get right into this one, guys, because we have a lot to go over for this uh, recap of the European Championships. We're going to start off with the men's open, so we'll go straight to the 59 kilo class where we had four lifters. So first place was Antoine Garcia from France with 585 kilos. Second place was Darius Wazola from Poland, 550 kilos. And then third place was Julian Gutierrez from France as well, 520 kilos. So I'll throw this out to you guys first. Does anyone want to discuss what they thought about this weight class? Anything of note to discuss? I mean, for myself, it played out exactly as I had predicted. And I think a lot of us got the same there too. Antoine, obviously the world champion coming in without Fedoshenko there. Um, it's a pretty up for grabs, at least this year. Obviously, there's wait till the Americans come. You know, we we got there's opposition that's gonna be there in Malta, but right now it was uh it's Antoine's year and he's got the 59 kilo class pretty much wrapped up. World champion, now European champion. And we'll see what happens in 2023. I think I think from if if I recall perfectly well, um I, I did a one two here uh of my picks. So uh Julian uh, I was expecting more than more than what he got uh, at his best in five thirty one. He got he got five twenty right Ariane. So yeah, so I was uh yeah, let me down in the picks right there. But yeah, still still the third place, he still pretty much kept within top three. So at least that's a good sign. I mean myself uh, um uh, if I could say is I think when I arrived on that Tuesday, I think um I think it was Antoine I was training I just saw him doing his last squat and I was so excited because I picked him to win. As soon as I saw mm. his last squat, this is his last training session, I was like, it would be almost impossible for that guy to be beaten because the numbers I saw him doing in that last session, I was like, don't you supposed to be doing that on the platform tomorrow? <laughs> Not now? But again, it's that French mentality, isn't it? It's all or nothing. But again, like I'm not, I wasn't really surprised in terms of like the way the championship pans out. Yes, we're probably going to touch down about the officiating and the refereeing later. But again, at the same time, Antoine is someone that has been a world, you know, he's been, he, he has competed in some of the, the biggest platform out there. So he had that experience. So to me, I was not surprised with the result. He bumped yeah. up his nominated total of 20 kilos as well. Like he's, he's knocking on the door in the 600s. As a 59. So yeah. come come next year, if he goes into the 600s, you know, he's competitive with whoever wants to show. Like, who, you're going to take his title. It's going to be tough unless it's, unless Fido's back. That's what I was going to say, yeah. man. He won Worlds at 565, and now he's hitting 585. So, yeah, I mean, if anyone comes in that same 585 to 600 range, well, he could be potentially 600 or more by the time Worlds comes around. With this progress, man, yeah. Worlds was this this summer, and he's already thrown twenty kilos, man. Um, so yeah, it's totally conceivable he'll be into the six hundreds by next year. By Malta, which is next summer again, God knows where his total is going to be. He'll be a scrap, man. He'll be a scrap. 
I think I think six hundred is there for him because when you look at the the squat that he lost, right? That's two point five kilo, and the deadlift was I think fifteen kilos jumped, fifteen kilos lost. So I think yeah. with a better attempt, you know, I think six hundred is there. He's definitely mm-hmm. there next comp. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's a good point. I think he loaded up because he already had the the win in place. I think yeah. he loaded up that fifteen kilo jump for his last dead because he wanted the even 600 as a goal. But had he gotten his third squat or had he just been like, fuck the round 600, let's just see where my end capabilities are with my deadlift. We could be talking instead of 585, maybe he's 590, maybe he's 592 and a half, maybe he's close, maybe, <laughs> if not six, just a little closer and he looks even. The kid's there, man. He might be not 15 kilo away from six. He might be seven and a half kilo away from six. Like he's he's good, yeah. man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of that tra- the trajectory, He's heading in like what yes. Julian said. Six hundred is easy, more than possible. Oh, more yeah, than possible. Yeah, yeah. If we're in December and he's already, if he, he could be seven and a half kilo away from six hundred pounds or six hundred kilos by next summer, fuck, what are we talking, man? Six fifteen, six. Yeah, who man. knows? Who knows, man? He's good. He's he's really gaining a yeah. lot of momentum and confidence and international exposure in terms of judging and whatnot. Like he's ready. If someone shows up and they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big advantage. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, let's move to the 66 kilo class because I know Jerns wants to talk about the officiating. So in the 66s, we had Alvaro Fernandez from Spain with 620 kilos. He got first place. Second place was Valentin Fuchar from France, 610 kilos. And third place was Christopher Catina from Austria, 592.5 kilos. And of note, was Panna who ended up bombing out on squat. So for people who don't know, he went out for his first attempt and they weren't giving him the squat command because he wasn't upright is what we believe. And so he mm-hmm. kept getting them to, to tell him, they kept telling him to rack the bar and he ran out of time. He went out for a second attempt. He said he adjusted it to get be able to get the squat command, but he just missed the lift coming out of the hole. And then the third attempt, he again got the squat command. He actually got the squat this time, but he got two red cards, which are for depth. And then the one blue card, which is typically for soft knees. I'm not sure if it was the beginning of the end. Um, so who wants to break this down of first? And if you want to add anything as far as what you guys uh, heard. Well, I mean, let, let, let me go that, for this so. one. Um, so on the, on the last one, that's the one that potentially we all thought probably was cheering on because um, I think one of the cards that he got was one of the refs on the other side saying I didn't give him the, uh, I didn't put my hand down in terms of him getting the squat command, which was, to be fair, there's not much more you could have done in terms of like standing up. We all know how the French squat, you know, if he moved that squat or that bar any inch behind, that bar would have just dropped because that's how yeah. low their bar is. And in terms of uh, depth, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not a ref, I'm not a jury, but we were there. And if it was me as a lifter myself, I would get pissed off because how how low can I go? You know, I know some of us hit the grass, the, the ground down when we're going down, but come on. Do you know what I mean? So I think to me, in terms of that, I think they, what can I say to say the right thing here? I think they stole a probably a moment there in his lifting career, something that he probably rightly deserved, he could have got, but it just, yeah, it didn't just happen. So we were all sad for him, to be fair. We were. Yeah, I mean, he... Sorry, go ahead. 
No, I think Joey was was trying to talk as well. So what are you thinking, Joey? You go, Joey. Oh, right. I, well, I just wanted to say, like, I think from that moment on in the competition, it, it became a trend whereby I, I'm pretty sure it's not just me that's alone that's feeling this, but it felt as though, like, the referees tried to make it so, like, yo, we're, like, super, super strict. You have to adhere to us and kind of, like, stole the limelight away from the actual lifters themselves. And, you know, I, I've discussed this extensively with other people whereby when when a sport is, like, the most talked about thing are the referees and not, like, the athletes themselves or the sport being played or done, it makes the sport just that much less interesting because it's like, yo, there's, like, these stickler refs, there's these sort of that. And it just it just ruins the fun. I, like, I, I know that there's rules to, there's rules to abide by, but when it's like super enforced to the extent whereby like X, Y, Z people are bombing out, like the blue light from the center ref from for Pana, like if it was for soft knees, whether it was before um before the squat command, why give the squat command if if his knees were soft? Does that make sense? Like they yeah. should have asked him, like, you're you're not you're not standing upright, you're not you're you're not locking out your knees and so on and so forth. And then just just like what Jurian said, like piping about one of the side refs not putting his hand down. That's not that's not on that's not on Pano. Like he's not looking at the side refs. That's that's the center ref's job. So so just because of like I don't know, human error or clerical error, someone has to suffer for it. That that's that's nuts to me personally. Like not just as a lifter, but as a spectator and like, you know, a consumer of the sport. That's messed up. For me, when I saw when they weren't giving in the star command. I thought for sure he'd end up getting it though. I thought maybe he'd just do a little adjustment then to give it to him. Yeah, he he does. He's we'll call it the French style because yeah, it's mostly the French that are doing it. But it sure he's a little tilted forward, but it didn't look ridiculous to me. It wasn't like mm-hmm. anything where I'm like, oh my god, there's. It didn't look anything like I hadn't normally saw. When it didn't look out of line with what I would see later on with Coco Clement and 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 the like. It, whatever you saw later and they got star commands. It didn't look anything crazy to me, anything wild to me, um, but fine. So then he comes out for a second. Now, when he missed his second attempt, I was getting nervous because I'm like, why are you missing 242.5? That mm-hmm. is not a, it, like, is something wrong? Is he injured? Now I'm nervous. But then somebody had messaged me and said, I think he adjusted the bar on his back so he could specifically be more upright and that threw him off. I don't, I yeah. think he's fine. I just think now to your point, Joey, the refs have inserted themselves into the conversation and are now tinkering with the gameplay where previously they would have not. So now the lifters are now completely adjusting themselves differently. Now yeah. Penna comes back out for his third Bar is in a much more favorable position. Let's try this again. And he's more upright, I guess. Gets the start command. Looks like he hits depth. And it's like, no, sir, you've bombed. And this is where, to your point, we're starting to get, like, strict is good. But we're getting Mm -hmm. to the point where a ref's decision is greatly impacting. Very much so where it's not, when in doubt, give it to the lifter. It's... When in doubt, just take it from them. It feels yeah. like that. At this Euros, it felt like when in doubt, just take it from them. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Take it from take them from them three times in a row. When in doubt, fuck it. So you know, and I know Penn missed the one on strength, but the, we're, we'll get to it later. But there's other lifters that this happened to. And it's yeah. it's 
And some of these are borderline calls where you're like, instead of saying it passed and you're like, ah, was it a little high? Well, I guess you could give it to him. Instead of saying that, it started feeling like that didn't pass. And I was now looking at it as, I guess I might be able to justify taking it away from him. And I had to justify taking it away from him. That isn't the conversation I like to have. I prefer mm -hmm. justifying giving it to someone than justifying taking it away. Then because for myself, if I have to justify, if I'm uncertain, and in a lot of these, I was uncertain. It wasn't clear to me. Like, really, that? That wasn't mm -hmm. deep enough. You're seeing some of the footage coming out. And it's like, wow, that wasn't deep enough, huh? Wow. On, you know, on, I don't know what the, to say. On, I was going to say as well, though, but on the flip side, I have to admit, they kept it very uh, consistent, like the refereeing through the classes, like in terms of how strict it was. But again, like I said, when it, when it, get, when it gets to a point when the referees are just like, all right, cool, we're super, super strict because that's, you know, the caliber that we we want our lifters to sort of be be performing under. It's like, yo, is this like for the referees or for the sport? Like, like let me say this: this is happening right now at the squad event. I don't want to see this shit when we get to this bench rule. <laughs> Tell you right now, I don't want to see this inconsistency with this this shit. You better tight. This better be this all better tighten up. Okay, because we're having this conversation with squat depth. Bro. I don't want, I don't, yo, listen, we talked about what, like, like the impact of possibly Sheffield, et cetera. This, we better not have controversial calls you know, at Sheffield when we're trying to do something. The one thing we said, people that were watching in life, we said to SPD, we said, if you want to save money at Sheffield, bring this referee at Sheffield because no one will break your world record. <laughs> SPD will save money. Yeah, the, the only problem is, Everybody will walk away from Sheffield and the conversation will be dominated for all the wrong reasons. That was shit. Oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't entertained. But you're right. Yeah. It's it's just this doesn't help, man. It's if you're not sure, don't take it from them. I'm thinking. Like if you if you're when in doubt, side with okay, it's good. I'm not gonna take it away then. And some of these are like didn't even look necessarily borderline. We'll get to some of these later, but yeah. I don't know. This one hurt Penna. Severely, Penna was upset. Um, I think a lot Bro, of people the were French upset. were upset, man. Like, you should have seen, like, because I was watching it on live when I was away. And uh, the, first of all, the views, um, literally just plummeted from where well, he, I guess, yeah, my fucking <laughs> guess, huh? If I wasn't I mean, doing I a think... recap show, Playboy, <laughs> it wasn't even just Panna that was upset, to be fair. I think it was anyone that loves powerlifting, anyone that loves seeing the performance, right. Anyone that I love seeing Panna to grind that bloody 15, 20 second bench press. So I mean, we didn't get to see that. So they took that away from us and said that was a little bit annoying because we wanted to see like, oh, how much you, how much you, how much you on a bear, how much is gonna grind this? And then we didn't get to see that. So all of that is part of the sport. That's why we travel, that's why we watch this, you know, that drama, but we didn't get to get to get all of that. So yeah. Yeah. But I think we should digress back to uh, the uh, the recap of the 66s. I know I know like we've extensively covered the uh, the whole Panna sort of <laughs> I would call it a tragedy to be honest because that's what like, I feel like I lost my grandmother all over again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I think she was back I, for a day and I had to say goodbye. It was, it was, bro, it was something was taken away from us. That's literally what it was. You mean um, from him, not from us, from him. From me no, specifically. Bro, every, every, yeah, everyone. Well, okay. <laughs> we all lost right. our grandma. <laughs> we all lost our grandma that day again, all right? All and over so, again. It is so, what it is. Ari- Arian is probably thinking, thank God Jonathan Garcia wasn't here. <laughs> I'll just I'll just add a, a couple quick notes. Like from what I saw, I, I think there you could I don't know if you say put blame, but you could put issues on both sides. I don't think it was like strictly just referees' fault or anything like that. I think there was issues on both sides. I don't know how much Panna knew about this going in, but I've heard from French lifters and coaches that the IPF has been telling them about this low bar position and being too leaned over and that they're going to get called for it. I'm pretty sure Gaston specifically told the French coaches, like, this is too leaned over. You guys are going to bomb out. So I don't know if that warning got to Panna and he's like, if he was prepared for it or not. Um, but it could also be, if we want to take the other side, is potentially they were specifically going after him because they already gave the warning and he was maybe still leaned over. And I'm looking at the rule again and it says, uh, you have to be erect, but it says slight deviation is allowable. We've never been given an exact like angle. The only recommendations oh, I've gotten are, are like maybe like one or two o'clock if you're like on a clock, so like 15 or 30 degrees. From what I saw in the videos, it looked like Panna was within that and that it was fine. Um, as far as the different referees, Joey, if one referee thinks it wasn't good to give the squat command, but the other two do, you still have to give the squat command and go because two out of the three thinks it's good enough to start. So in that case, like if they gave a blue card and said, hey, they weren't upright, but the other two it was, thought it was good as far as being upright, you have to give the squat command. Um, the other thing too is like, I, I was going back and forth on that second attempt. Like, yeah, he was adjusting and the referees kind of were forcing him to adjust. But like, if you can't hit 242.5, your opening attempt and you're hitting like 270 in the gym with those kind of slight mm-hmm. uh, changes is like, was he actually capable of 270 or 265 that day? Like what was his actual strength that day? And should you be opening up that that heavy? So there's a lot of stuff going on there. But yeah, we could talk about this for a really long but time. It is Go glad ahead. I'm glad that you gave an uh because Irene is a ref and in an international head coach and whatever. So I'm glad you can offer that other side of the argument as well. Because one yeah. thing I don't want like is like a podcast, it's all one way. You do need the other side to be represented. Yeah. Otherwise, and, you know. and Joey Joey made a good point too, is like at least if they're being consistent across the board. Even though mm-hmm. we will talk about Coco, how as far as like upright, they weren't consistent. But as far as depth, if they're being consistent with depth across the board, at least it's fair for all lifters within a weight class and then from weight class to weight class. The future weight classes uh, later in the day, days actually get like the benefit of knowing it's coming, but at least it's consistent. But if we if what we think is depth and what they think is depth is different, then yeah, that's like a, a separate discussion. Yeah. Well, I did want to point out real quick. I know we want to move on, but... <laughs> I think we're going to get to a point where we're going to get diagrams and shit as well for what is a good upright squat. Just like how is how we saw a diagrams for what is depth on bench, bro, like I, come January as well. I, I, you don't want to... Guys, um, sorry, guys, about this. Um, I think this conversation has taken away Fernandez's win. So he yeah, came okay, out nowhere, right? When you look at the, even our picks, like none of us picked Fernandez to even come third. Drumming. So the other top three we picked more. I mean, myself, I don't know about you guys, but myself, I went for Pana to win. And um, I went for Valentine to come second, Christopher's third. So mm. Fernandez came out of nowhere. You know, for him mm. to clinch the win, whether Pana bombed out or not, 
if Palmer did not bomb that, he would have come second. So that's that's a massive, massive performance there for Spain. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no I, I respect it. He, he capitalized on the situation at hand, and that's all, all the power to him. But at the same time, you know, we we've all we've all seen powerlifting. We, you know, we there was a, there was a dude Eddie who moved up a weight class. He set the bar, and then for the winner of Euro '66, to total six twenty. I'm not taking any of it from him, but I'm talking about the bigger picture. Six twenty to win Euros. It kind of it, it kind of makes us Europeans look bad, bro. Because when you have like US like USPA, sorry USAPL, well Americans like doing crazy numbers, bro. It's it's not a good look. Uh, here's Eat the thing. Uh, this is sports though and favorites bomb other people move out in the usapl believe me look at some of their i mean you're 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 cherry picking that weight class let's take a look at usapl raw nats and go into the 120 they're 140s 140 pluses and there'll be guys several weight classes lower out totaling them like it's just you could cherry pick the visions where okay cool but they have thin weight class as well in terms of depth of talent. That happens in sport. And let's say, mm -hmm. and in this, Penn is world-class, but you have one guy bomb out and something else, like another guy moves up. And so there's, there is like transition periods for every weight class per region. It's not necessarily a, in, if someone wanted to cherry pick, like this is an indication of powerlifting in Europe. No, nah, I wouldn't go that far. Cause you could mm -hmm. believe you me. I think USAPL has got a stack roster, but if you look at their divisions, take a look at some of them. And you'll be like, yo, it, the talent pool gets thin in some of these weight classes, men's and women's. We're yeah. like, all right. Yeah. Like, Leah Babel will be several weight classes below and out-totaling women several weight classes up as well. Like, So sure, I, sure, let's sure. not read too much into it. In sports, uh, a favorite bombs, and and this guy moves, and then all Croatia just got the upset on Brazil, baby. Exactly. This is sports, <laughs> baby. Don't overread it. I think I think it's more what Jurens, it's more what Jurens was indicating where on every, any given day, an underdog should always show up because you never know when it's your day. You never yeah. know. You could be you could be like, fuck me. Why am I even showing up? Listen to a podcast. I'm not even supposed to be on the podium. Show up, young man. Swing. Because people have off days and God knows what's going to happen. When the ball's in play, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And like, but like, like I said, like, yeah. I was, just sorry, look, I was just saying, look at him compared to the other competitors. Valentin missed his second and third bench and missed his third deadlift. And, you know, that cost him. For Christopher, he missed his third squad and his third delf that cost him. Alvaro Fernandez came in and went nine for nine. He did everything to the standards. He made weight, everything like that. Got gold medal in the squat and the bench, and that set him up for the win at the end. Go nine for nine, baby. Mm -hmm. That's how that's yeah. how you pull yeah. upsets, right? Go. He didn't miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did want to say, from what I remember, from my picks, I did pick Joel Paterno, uh, Joel Christopher Paterno to come third in top three because uh, what did I say? I think we, I said the. Uh, Man, we all did. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is true. We all did. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> all of That's us, okay. We'll take pick... the win. We'll celebrate the win together. <laughs> yeah. Together, we'll uh... pick where... Our pick were Panna, Valentine, and Christopher. I think that's where that's top three. Pretty much everyone. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah. let's move into the starting fours then. Yeah. And yeah. in the starting fours, we had a, a nice battle. So I'll go through the top five. So first place was Eddie Berglund, 739.5 kilos. Uh, he was a 66-kilo world champion. He moved up. You had uh, uh, Paul Rambo Ramboville uh, from France doing 730 kilos for second. Third place was Alexander Eriksson from Sweden, 727.5. Then we had uh, from Poland, fourth place, David Kwaka, 692.5. And then from Norway, Chell Bakuland 
at 685. Even below him, Christos looks like he might be from Cyprus, uh, was at mm-hmm. 682.5. So it was a really, really tight battle there. Um, for or sorry, he was at 685. Uh, Maddie Christensen was 682.5. So pretty stacked battle there. What do you guys think about this battle and Eddie now being 66 kilo world champ and being 74 kilo European champ? I mean, Bro, that, I... that fucking battle at the end when everyone's loading up for the win. Holy shit, man. Eddie, every did... single person missed their third delf except for Eddie. Every and and he needed it. Uh, everybody to, to force them to load up like that. And, um, well, first off, hats off to Eddie, who is a very, he's a 71.65 kilo 74. So he has not, not even filled out 74, let alone gone up a little bit and cut a little bit to have a little bit of size advantage. He's undersized, still putting up 739.5 kilo total. I mean, the guy is a really strong, strong gentleman. And when he fills out 74, I'm expecting that to go into the mid, I mean, he's just 10 kilo plus a little bit away from mid 700. So he'll push into the late 700s, which is great. Let's see what he does with it. Alexander Erickson literally had that deadlift all locked out and looked like he was about to take the gold medal and it just came out of his hands at the end. Um, So his 727.5, he jumped up, was at 12 and a half kilo Again, these guys, he's stronger than his total indicates, but he's chasing gold. He could have chased silver. He decided Mm -hmm. to load up for the gold. Um, And same with Rambo. Rambo jumped up another 10 kilo on there. So his total 730, even though he missed it, his, his overall total is not 730. He could have loaded up less than that, but he's, he's pulling for the win. And this is what sports, you know, you you pull for the win and, and load up. I appreciate that by both these gentlemen, but this was Eddie Berglund's day, man. He's quality. He's not going to catch up to Taylor Atwood, but anybody else in the world, um, whether wherever you're from, he's he, when he feels out 74, he's a full-on contender. I think um, when you look at that battle, right, I think Rambo, personally, if you, you ask me, when I was watching it, when he missed his first two squat, I knew that he was done up. Right, so he would he would have had to load for big because we all know Eddie has the bench. So if Eddie goes for his squat and come back, come out of it, even with two squat, even uh, because he missed his opener, and then he got his last two, and Rumble got his opener and missed the 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 last two attempts. So at that point already, you knew Eddie has the bench. So the bench, when I'm in the bench, not just two hundred. We're talking about world record here. Do you know what I mean? So if he can load the world record. Rambo will have a mountain to climb. That's what happened there at the end of the deadlift. He has to load for something in the region for something that he never um, done before. And if you guys probably seen it on social media, after the comp, I think Eddie put 280 in the warm up room. <laughs> so that's a, just a nuts these, these guys are. So he, he's got more. Room. He's, so there yeah, you go. His yep. PR was 257.5, and now he's pulling 280. He's into the 600s. Yeah. Like, think about that, man. He's getting strong. And he, he, yeah. so he, he could have been close to mid sevens today, let alone get stronger when he gets yeah. bigger. He could, mm-hmm. he could, he could. Yeah. Um, but I mean, myself with my picks, because I went for um, Rambo, Eddie, and Backlund. So with Backlund, I think, again, I think, um, um, <clears throat> Ryan, you mentioned this when you said, Potentially they equipped a little bit more on him. Uh, potentially that's what happened, I believe. They equipped the day, they ate a little bit more on him on that day. You could see it when he's lifting, you can tell like 
it was bitten up. Yeah, his total yeah. was way lower than previous. Yeah. I mean, he said I I slid in his DMs and I'm like, how you feeling? He's like, I'm fucking I'm beat up, man. He's like, this yeah. is but he showed up. It is he he got it, he got team Norway some points. He finished high enough to get some like whatever. Good for him. He gave it a go. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens, right? Because yeah. as we said for the 66s, show up, you never know what could happen. But he was saying, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna be in top form. I'm I'm rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, uh, uh, Terrence, who did I pick who went? It was uh, Ericsson, right? Uh, Rambo. Oh, Rambo, okay. Oh. Yeah. It, I'm not allowed to any performance, man. Wow. <laughs> I think yeah, even I myself, just... I, picked, I picked Rambo Come as well. I was Come looking at, um, now, man. at Worlds, Rambo did 267.5 for his third squad and got it. So I wonder where he thought his strength was that he could take 260, which is a second attempt from Worlds, and then go 270 above what his PR was, and then possibly try and do another one. Um, so who knows how that would have played out if he had opened up later, and maybe he would have been able to get 265 and then lead to a, a smaller deadlift that he would need for the win. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy that Eddie did 728.5 before Worlds when he was 70 kilos, and so now he's already you know 11 kilos above that, again, not cutting weight. Uh, and I, I'm guessing he's going to go 66 for Sheffield, obviously for records and for no, placing. No, I don't think he is. I don't think oh, so. Shit. Yeah, I think he's going 74. Head to head with uh, uh, man He's going to beat Taylor Atwood. I guess he can just chip the bench record and take the money there and enjoy his time. Oh, hold on, hold on. You guys, bench, we just said... Yes, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not going to be affected anymore. When you watch it at the Euro, you will tell like he's 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 borderline there. But we he were is. talking about this. We were saying this is sports, right? Underdog show up. You never know what's going to happen in Sheffield. Doggy, can you imagine Taylor's injured? If ta- look, look, this this is all I want. This is all I want. Eddie, Eddie, on that day he pulled um, two eighty because he didn't, you know, you, you solidify the win. Don't gamble. So he pulled what he thought he needed to pull. Cool. We know he had seven and a half more kilos. So we're talking, you know, he's getting closer and closer to mid sevens. Let's say by the time Sheffy rolls around and Eddie is now not mid sevens, he's in the late sevens and he's getting bigger and bigger. So that's, it's not just strength, but his size, the strength comes a lot easier. Let's put him in the late sevens, somewhere in the late sevens, even if it's seven sixty or whatever the hell. At the very least, Taylor can't come in injured and sleepwalk through this or whatever the shit. Just give me a guy, because in terms of like, I don't care if there's anywhere in the world or USAPL, besides Perkins, who looks like he's good for 800 up, most 74-75s are late 700s. Get me Eddie in the late 700s, so at least we have that, that Taylor doesn't come in here and sleepwalk through it, and it's a joke. So if Taylor's injured, he can't just whatever. He's going ha- to have to show up and do something. That's good enough. That's cool. And to the point of, I wanted to bring that up. His bench, even though this rule of Keter made towards Eddie, Eddie's bench is his elbows are coming down. His elbows mm-hmm. are coming down, man. He's if he's not quite there yet, he's getting closer and closer. And um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's got a relatively monster bench capable of breaking world records. It's still hitting elbow depth. And hats off to him to pull that off. Because you know everybody at the top of their mind was thinking Eddie Berglund. And now if Eddie can get the last laugh at Sheffield of all places, get a get a, a handsome total in the late seven hundos, grabs a world record, makes a little cash and have some fun battling the GOAT. Okay. All right. I ain't mad at yeah, that. Man. That's good representation. Yeah, I mean, well, I think we're all down to see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't, th- I don't think you need uh 
I don't think you need that. Like you don't need Eddie pushing high sevens to try and upset Taylor. Cause if Taylor's not breaking the world record total, he's going to get beat by a 93 or, or Jesus. Like he yeah. has to, because one of the most likely, like if it's chance, Emil, Keiko or Jesus, they're going to be breaking their world record. So if Taylor's below his world record, that means he's automatically losing to them. So we yeah. don't necessarily need Eddie in there, but yeah, Eddie at maybe 760, 770 will make it interesting as well. Like in terms of the formula, 100% you're right, Aaron. But in terms of like head to head battle, like he might have two things going on. Either way, it's nice. It's nice to have Eddie in there. It's nice to have some opposition that seems to be growing into it. And he's a young dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll move into the 83s, the European champ, of course. Our boy Jurens here from uh, Great Britain with 800 kilos. And then in silver from Ireland, Damien Nam at 77.5. And then bronze from Hungary. Asain and Aharo with 770 kilos. Jurens, do you want to start us off on this since this is your weight class? Oh, yeah, I can go. Um, so this one, I was a little bit disappointed. Why? Because I was expecting a few 800 kilos as a free in, in this one, especially the top two or top three. I was expecting that, but it didn't pan out that, that way including for myself, even though I get at 800, but the day was not really a perfect day. But to be fair, it was a better day compared to any comp I've done for the past, what, three, four years? This is the first time I've gone AR9 with 800. All the comp I've done has always been six, seven, R9. So, Arian, probably you have the data, and you know I'm not lying. <laughs> it's probably right in front of your screen. So... It was, I mean, from the get-go, I think it was, again, as we, I know we mentioned about the depth call, about the squats and all of that stuff. I think it got into every lifter's head, right, in terms of that. And even myself, I had to change a few things in terms of, like, my open. As you can tell, I opened with 287.5. That was not the original opener. So me and Joey for probably we're going to go for 292.5 or 295 and get three or five and then move from there. But because of the refereeing, we, I've watched the juniors, I've watched some of the seniors when they started, and I called Joe, I said, let's change the plan. Because this is what I'm talking about, that's when you adapt things, right? Yeah. You don't just mm -hmm. go and, I know we spoke about the refereeing here, but because we already knew that, it's all about how can we get the best out of this? Do you know what I mean? Can you not fall, can, how can we not fall in the same trap as everybody else? That's how we lowered our, and the squad opener. I think the the surprising on that weight class was Owen. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. he got injured on his um second attempt second. squat. Yeah, yeah. He 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 came off with his um, first missed on depth, and his second he didn't have a choice. Already he went to the European Championship being injured. He had an, an adapter, so he was saying, "Look, I'm not going to push it this hard." And then when they asked him to hit depth, so he had to go. Low when I mean low, Owen has never been that low before. This is the first time for him to go that low. And when you are already injured, you know the result won't the outcome won't be good. So yeah, it was a really sad day to see him going. Um Damien, he came, he came, he came out his first Mr. Death, came out his second Mr. Death. When he was going out for his third, I look at his face, he was like, Joe, I don't give a fuck. Even if I'm gonna die on this one, I'm just gonna die on the shit. <laughs> I was like, bro, hey. I was gonna say he has the <laughs> biggest balls in that <laughs> yeah. entire flight because the guy missed depth on the first two and still went up from Both first times. miss, second miss, still went up again for the third. 
bro, got I gotta put respect to that. He, to that he was going like, up as man. though he was hitting. He was going. He was going. My man was going up as though he was killing it and getting free yeah, whites. He's like, load it up. All right, let's go. He, Looks good. Initially, he was like, what red? With Anna, Anna, when he came out for his second, I think he got a little bit quick on his knee. You probably some of the, you guys, if you watch, it, you'll see he was wobbling, walking off the platform. Again, why is it because this depth issue? He has, you know. His leverage is not like me. I mean, I'm billed as a squatter, but he's a deadlifter. So his knees and legs or whatever, they build differently. So my man had to go really low. But when he went down and he felt it, that's it didn't come out for his third. I, to be fair to you, I, I literally got worried. I said to myself, oh my God, I'm not going to get a battle I need. I need this kid to, to load 399. And this is not going to happen because it's wobbling already. So... Because again, this has happened because that referring got into people's head as well. And me coming out for my third, it is what it is. What happens, what happens. So we don't want to talk about it. I missed it, which was the European record. And um, a lot of people are asking me, why did you load the European record where you could have loaded three or five? Um, to be fair, if I loaded three or five, I had that in me any day, right? And I hit three or five, I would have been really pissed off at myself. Not getting oh, crack at the European record. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because in training, I've scored three ten in training. So to me, that three or eight point five, it was not average. It was not a number that I don't know how it feels in my back. It's just on the day with the circumstances, just didn't happen. No excuse that it just didn't happen. Did happen, but yeah, yeah, yeah I think them, you of... tell them the circumstances or no we can't talk about the circumstances what's the point that would be like excuses and i don't throw excuses it didn't happen that day it didn't happen next time i'll load more and so yeah i think era nine got us the win but with um, anna it was again surprising <laughs> i asked anna the, the day after I said tell me the truth what was your deadlift attempt at this championship he said to me he came out with an open of 365 kilos which is over 800 pounds as an opener. That's mm -hmm. what he was originally going to do? Yeah. yeah. So what happened with that? Yeah. What is the story? Because his his deadlift was not there that day. So what happened is, of course, he did get a five kilo on his bench because I wore the bench 145. Well, I wanted to mention that. You know what I mean? It's oh, 150. Oh. And our world is squatted to what? 272 and a half. And here he's, he's squatted to... 280 80. that's 7.5 yeah. kilos two PRs. so you can tell yeah he's getting two prs but that second i really believe that second score is one that killed him mm -hmm. you know because that second score when he went down with that 280 he came back up he felt that tweak because as a lifter or as an athlete when you're already feeling things like that during a comp now you're worried now you're scared you're thinking oh what about if he's serious you know, what about if my deadlift is not there? In Even in the warm-up room on his deadlift, you can tell, like, he was not there. The end that we know, he was not there, you know? Um, even when they changed the opener to 340, me, when they changed the opener to 340, I went like, damn it, this kid is just going to go all out, isn't it? Because you expect him to go yeah. 340, 360 or 370 and take whatever is there for the win. Right. And... Yeah. To be fair with you, his second attempt, I didn't watch it because at that point already, I knew that 
if I need to hang on to stay on the platform here, beef, I mean, sorry, on the podium, second and third, I need my last two deadlifts. I literally said to myself, this is probably will be the first time at international I have to go a three hour three on a deadlift. If it does not happen, because as soon as they loaded 360 for him, I went to sit down to take a drink because I knew it's Anna, man. Do you know what I mean? You don't expect Anna to miss that. So yeah. when I heard that he missed it, I was like, hang on. And I moved everybody in front of the screen. I said, guys, give me space. I need to watch that screen now <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> to real. see what's, but, what's happening. But yeah. But yo, I'm happy you mentioned his bench because like me and Ryan were messaging through this little battle, bro. Like, sorry, this big battle even. Little battle. But yeah, big battle because like, Ryan was like, yo, he can actually do it. Well, if you if you, if you if you add the numbers, look at here's what the yeah, numbers bro. look like: two eighty plus one fifty five plus three eighty five. That would have been yeah. the eight. So here's what I thought was going to happen. I said on the podcast, I think Jaren's eight hundred, and Jaren's got eight hundred. But what I didn't get, and I thought Nam was going to be in there too, but below you two fellas, um, and that you know, I mean, he was in the mix. If, if the one that I didn't get that would have shook everything up was Enna. When Enna hit 280, right on pace. 155, right on pace. And then I calculated... No, no, he, he missed he missed 150. Or oh, sorry, 150. Sorry, 150. Yeah. 150. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Even then, though, the 150 surprised me. Because I so messaged that, you. I was like, oh, shit. So then he needed 385 to get the 815 I predicted. And, and yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought, well, if his strength is up, judging by the PR squat, PR bench, he should have 385 now. Because he, yeah. he got it at Worlds, but couldn't hang on to it, lock it out. He didn't need a fuckload mm -hmm. more because it's already up at yeah. Worlds. So I'm thinking, all right, if he's even a little stronger, he could get this. So then I'm I'm thinking, wow, it, this is going to go exactly as I predicted. And the deads just weren't there. And Arian actually gave some, um, not to take your, uh, I'll let you talk about it in a second, Arian. But you had mentioned, look at, yeah, great, PR squat, PR bench, but how does that affect the big deader? Sometimes you want to hold a little back to have that extra on the last deadlift to go all in. And um, and there's other variables like Jurens had said about squat. You got to go a little deeper now. And maybe 280 in the gym wasn't 280 at Europeans at 2022. So you have to adjust. Jurens and Joey adjusted. Did Enna not? Well, judging with 280 being a seven and a half kilo PR as a second, it sounds like there wasn't an adjustment. So, um, and I mean, frick, sometimes you're just like, nah, if I want to win, I, I need to do, do what I got to do. So I don't know. It's it's difficult, man. Some people see what they see and they're like, and some people like, that was that session. This session, we should be back onto normal. Let's not adjust. Other people like, no, we're adjusting. And then uh, maybe if he didn't adjust, it wouldn't have mattered. Even if he did 280 on his third instead of his second, he still was going to fuck up his, his growing or whatever happened. Maybe it all would have happened anyways. Who knows? I, I, I did want to, I do, I do want to add in, yeah, and I know Enda's going to listen to this, is that if he did do adjustments or even that one adjustment with his squats, he would have won. And I know Jura's going to test to this because if he didn't have to grind out her, Protect, like hurt himself on the squat, that deadlift would not have been affected, and then it could have been his. You think that's what it was? Uh, it's it's tough. Bro, it, grinding a squat, like, grinding a squat is the biggest detriment to your big deadlift. That's that's exactly. the thing is is so enticing to be like, well, if I squat this much, I don't have to deadlift that much. Like a lot, oftentimes, even as a commentator, we're like, every kilo this guy when there's a big deadlifter or for women, men or women, every dead every kilo. 
this guy or girl squats or benches is less they have to deadlift for the win because we all know they're going to deadlift for the win. On the flip side, sure, but every kilos that they put on their squat and bench is going to come off. Like that deadlift gets harder and harder, yeah. especially if it's a fucking yeah. grinder. Especially exactly, if it's a yeah. grinder. It's, it's, um, it's tough. And you only know from doing it. So I don't even fault Anna and his coaching. It's like they got, they got a game plan. And like, you know, it's, it's tough. They're collecting information. When worlds rolls around, maybe they're like, all right, look at, we've seen some crazy depth that might come our way. We've seen some people can grind, come out for the deadlift and it's not affected at all. Some people can grind, come out for the deadlift and the deadlift is affected big time. You only know till you do it and you're probably not grinding like that in the gym. So they found out and you only like, look at Penn, it would be like, what the fuck's the problem? Yeah. You grind right. and you squat. Ooh, what's the problem? <laughs> you know? So you only know unless you try it. You only know, you only know how much a grind affects a lifter until it happens. But so, it's not, it's not also just a grind. If like what Jaren says, if he like tweaked his knee or like his adductor or something yeah. like that, like that's what it looked like Owen was grabbing too. Owen was like kind of grabbing his groin adductor area. So if that happened to Anna and then you're trying to do like a big sumo deadlift, then that can really affect mm -hmm. you. Not even just your strength, but like it's in your mind. You start feeling that pain and you kind of just like stop. It could be, it could be that as well, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of factors. Um, I do hey, think, I, I think, go ahead. Buddy. I, I think, um, I'm, I was about, uh, that's the excuse probably I was trying to find about me missing my last attempt. Brian probably were in my head thinking, Jurex, don't grind your last attempt. You need three deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is true. But like, like, um, so, uh, go on. Well, I was going to say the percentage of missing your third dead when you miss your third squat is extremely it's like 67%. It's extremely high. So you 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 pulling for the win and doing what you did, you were doing it against the odds, man. Like you did a good job. It's tough, man. Sports is tough. It had to happen because the prep leading to the Euros, again, as I said to you guys in um, um preview, I've ticked all the boxes, right? So if I went to the Euros and I've lost to a deadlift monster like Anna. In the circumstance that he had these three deadlifts, these three squat bench, I would not be pissed off. But if I went to the Euros and something happened to the end as he did, and I don't win, still come second, I would be really pissed off because mm -hmm. all the boxes were ticked. They yeah. were ticked in a way like they were ticked right in a way like nine for nine was there on the day. Right? On that squad, the last attempt, we just said, well, it would be crazy about that. So anyway. Again, it, it happens. But at the same time as well, like going back to Anna as well, when we were talking about earlier, our world is squatted 272 and a half. For you to open on 270, you've got to have to have balls. Yeah. That's mm. massive. Well, what are you thinking? Like, that's only 2.5 kilo off your PR. That is massive to me. And then, I mean, credits to him. He scored today as an opener. He looks like an opener. And he went mm -hmm. up again. So, again, at the same time, I think he's made gains on his lift. Justin on day, he was unlucky with the deadlift. And again, as you mentioned there, next year, Marta is not going to be like this again. You know what I mean? It will be different. It will be a totally different ball game. But at the same time as well, us so-called world-class or elite that people call us, we are getting used to these eight-man uh, flights. When they put in the A class, a flight is eight man, and that's not enough rest. We used to like mm -hmm. when we compete in our division or in or nationals, where the flight is a bit longer, bigger. You got time to do this and that. Even when you're training, you got time. Like this 
that quickness in international now is something we're getting used to. I know people would say would tell me, oh yeah, but you need to adapt, but you need to train now. On that day is different, it's a different ball game. You're there for your nation, your family's watching, people watching in the crowd, you compete against some of the stronger strongest guy there, you made sacrifice. Literally the pressure is a different ball. It's different pressure. It's not the same. So yeah, shit happened as they say, isn't it? It's like the <laughs> It's like the same thing in, in UFC. I know Ryan and I watch, I don't know if you guys do, but these guys will train nonstop multiple sessions per day for weeks and weeks leading up to a competition. They go all out and they train like extra time than what their normal round is and more rounds than the normal fight is. Mm -hmm. And then some of them still on fight night will gas out. And these are professionals. So like, yeah, for you guys switching to a, um, for worlds and even here Europeans where it's eight and eight and it's going fast for these fast bars and loaders is like you have mm -hmm. to start training for that. And it may take some time for you guys to be able to get used to doing three max attempts on all three lifts in, you know, an hour and a half or two hours. My man yeah. is referencing MMA and boxing now. See what happens when you take the lead on this show, uh, my man. I was, I was gonna throw in another <laughs> one in for you. As far as um, Owen, it was disappointing. Like if this is his his last powerlifting event, it kind of reminds me, uh, Ryan, of like Frankie Edgar, like his last fight. You know, he gets oh. knocked out, and that's like his retirement. It's like a tough way to go. So if this is Owen's, it is a, a tough way to go. Uh, I'm glad to see that he did come out for um, bench. bench. You know, wait, for, wait a second, like, are you saying? Is this actually his last? Why? Why are you saying that? Is it, did he say something like this? No, no. he's coming. He's coming back at the ninety-three. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, they, I, I, they were saying. I think uh, Joe Whiteley, whatever, was saying like this could potentially be, you know. So that's why I was. Yeah, that's his last kind of, as an eighty-three. That's kind of that's kind of doom saying from Joe Whiteley, though. But let's, but let's talk about the ninety-threes, please. Might as well. Sure. Well, the, the last thing I was just gonna say because I want to congratulate our oh, yeah. our boy Jurens yeah, is. Yeah. I think Jurens did a great job. I think Jurens did a good job adjusting the plan. You know, other lifters may have not adjusted based on what's going on. You guys, you said, okay, this is how they're judging. We're going to adjust on the day to what they're judging. Eight for nine, PR squat, tied the PR bench, PR deadlift, PR total, got the uh, looks like European total record, wins the Europeans, hits that 800 kilo barrier. Yeah, I know it's not the 815 you guys wanted. It's not the, the, the European squat record you wanted, but – it's as good of a day, almost perfect day that you can get there. So I wanted and to congratulate You took the Europeans into the 800 and it was you. It's a big deal, man. You you covered some ground, uh, covered some new ground for Europe and you're the reigning European champion. You, when you roll into the world championship, it's going to be a little different. And now it's just going to be 800 and up, man. Now you go deep. Now you know what's possible. You broke through that plateau and joined the 800 club. That's huge, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I just have to win the national first, so <laughs> we'll see. Well, this is true. Yeah, 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 this is true. All right, let's move into the 93s then. Uh, gold medalist from Germany with Sasha Stendenbach with 847.5 kilos. Silver medal from Great Britain was Christian Ayedokin, 842.5 kilos. And then bronze medal from Sweden, Gustav Hedlund, 840 kilos. So very tight battle between the top three uh who and then obviously of note as well mention uh at the bottom emil krastev from bulgaria was the favorite he bombed out on the squats on depth and he did go up after the first attempt but then for the third attempt he did repeat the 282 that he was doing in a second attempt but he just wasn't getting the depth there uh who wants to start us off on this one let me say one thing i know the fellow's going to talk about the brit in the like it was crazy <laughs> when it got down to it so so before we i'll, I'll let them cover that uh but let me just say <clears throat> you're listening 
hearing the numbers, you're like, wow, the numbers aren't exactly what I would have anticipated. The top three nominations, all three of the top three nominations missed their opening squat. All three of the top nominations missed their second squat. And then just two of the top three ended up getting their third squat and moving forward. Everybody in that all three of the top three got handicapped going into that, um, the bench. And even though, even Gustav Hedlund, for instance, whom had gone up despite missing, he wasn't going up on his regular attempts though. Like we had said offline before we came on, left the squat event with 300 kilos, but he squatted 317.5 kilos, 700 pounds before, and likely would have been covering ground. With some of the fellas we were talking, like looking at his training, we thought he would have been stronger, not less strong and leaving, having a deficit on his squat. So the numbers came down and... I mean, this is a bit of a theme here at these Euros. Numbers came down than what we expected, and it became more of a who can adjust on the day. And uh, one thing that you don't have to adjust as much is a fucking conventional deadlift. And that's where, and Sasha can conventional deadlift with the best of them, my friend. If you're 93s, nobody's got better. Um, So Sasha loads up, and, and that's less than he can dead. I mean, he's pulled three, seven, three before I believe. Um, yeah. So for him, I'm not going to say it's light work, but it's, he's got more in him. So we, he clinched the win and, and hats off to Sasha who didn't have the worlds he wanted has a redemption meet here for, for team Germany and, and fared far better, but it was a, it was a bit of an untidy competition. Emil Krastev bombing out. I, I don't want to make a big storyline on this, because there's other storylines to talk about. So I don't want to make a huge deal on it, but I, I, you know, looking at the video footage, I didn't think he deserved to bomb out. Um, I don't know what you guys felt about it, but I wasn't, again, I thought the, the refs had inserted themselves. It's a shame. I'm glad he had a phenomenal open worlds and everyone saw what he's capable of. I think he was capable of more though. Unfortunately, he didn't have the opportunity to show it, but go ahead, Jerns. So let me say this, right? I know a lot of people on social media have been messaging me saying a lot of 93 have missed the squat because of me. By the way, it was not because of me because I did not handle them. The reason they're saying that because my squats, I went too deep. So the wow. referee, they look at how the 83 squatted when the 93 came out thinking, mm, no, that's not that. Jiren did not squat that deep, that, that deep, that, that high. So you need to go deeper. So anyway, <laughs> that's just a joke people making. So I think on this one is, you see, I know we talk about Damon Nam having the balls. Sasha had the balls too. <laughs> Misses first, went up. Miss again, went up. Do you know what I mean? So is yeah. Gustav. So I think when I even I spoke to Sasha after the medal ceremony, he said to me, I came here to load the world record deadlift. The only reason I didn't load that world record is because of your friend, which is the break. Right? Because he pushed him in a way like, Sasha... Um, plan was win the European um, Championship on the second deadlift and then load for the world record. But because of Christian's performance, he could not make that mistake. What about if I load and miss? I lose. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So Christian actually stopped Sasha to do a madness. I know Joe will touch down on Christian, but one of the things I believe personally, I believe the performance of the tournament apart from me winning, of course, it was Christian. You cannot take that away from that man. Right? Coming out with his like RPH squat from all the three squat, 
going out for bench. And the deadlift, funny enough, is Christian had 355 deadlift in him on the day. The five kilo is the team that had it. We gave him the five kilo. The crowd gave him the five kilo. Because when we when they loaded the 360, guys, I'm telling you, you should have seen the crowd. Every, every single nation, they went on their feet. Because this this is Christian, you know. This is not Gustav here. It's not Krastav. It's not Sasha. It's Christian. Someone that people never thought he would be loading for the win. And when he loaded, we said, you know, fuck it, we're going for it. And then you saw the results. But is them once again, as I said, I think to me, that was the performance of the tournament. You know, if they could give someone a trophy, like performance of the day or the performance of the uh, comp, it would have been him. Because he went nine, nine, nine as well. 27 and a half kilo jump. It's yeah. for your last yeah. 27 yeah. and a half kilo jump. It's an incredible jump. I and mean, hats PR off was, to the guy. it's crazy. His PR was 347.5. So that was 12 and a half kilo Della PR as well. It was crazy, dude. I mean, pulling for the win, not just pulling. Let's, let's podium. Let's whatever. No, this my man went all in. What do you think of Joey? <laughs> Brother, I done said. Christian Ayadokan, top three, one million percent. And look. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Enough, and, and, like, enough said, bro. And nine for nine on a, day, on a day that everybody's time, missing. People, people are listening. Sometimes they're thinking, oh, yeah, but he performed. Everyone performed. No. Christian went up against three of the best 93 in the when people were talking about the battle of 93 in South Africa, apart from the three Americans, the three Europeans are the three, the best three 93 in the world. They literally that those six group of 93, there were three Americans, and I mean, including Gavin, I know he was USVR, but he's American. The three Americans, and there's the three Europeans in Sasha, Gustav, and and Emil. Um, Emil. Emil. And Gustav is the person that went up against Kaiko. Almost made Kaiko sweat in 2021. And Christian came in 2022 and beat Gustav. Mate, I mean, if that's not a performance, I don't know what else is. So what happened to Gustav's deadlift? Because it disappeared on the time when he needed it. I think Gustav, probably if you speak to me, you will say otherwise, but after missing his, his um, first two squats, the man was pissed. When I mean pissed, why? Let me explain this. He came out after his last attempt squat. He came out, was there. I was like, mate, listen, just just like shake it off, move on. He started talking to me in Swedish. Oh, fuck. And he That's how <laughs> pissed he was. Right? And then it was like, the ref, man. And then he walked off. But the thing is, you can tell like, as a lifter, when you're already that pissed off in a way, you miss three attempts. To me, I think when you miss the first two attempts squat and then you only go one, his plan was probably to squat more than 700 pounds. So when he didn't reach that, it was more about just let me just finish the competition. When you have that in your mindset, there's nothing else. It's gone. It's gone, literally gone. I think we're going to talk about the genius and probably I'll mention one person about that felt the same. Literally, when you think you're like, oh, I can't be bothered anymore. Let me just kind of finish so I don't bomb out. I think that's what I got into him because his deadlift was not there. He just disappeared. And we know, Gust, any day, on a, 
any given day, Gustav will pull three forty. It yeah. would not be a problem. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, he was he was thrown off, man. Like, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he wasn't alone. I'm pretty sure Emil was thrown off because, boy, that I'll, was give, not the I'll give it to Emil though. I'll give it to Emil because Emil at least he came out for the bench press. Mm. So I mean, I mean, uh, we saw um Pana Pana did not come out for anything after his squat because again at the same time you know emotions were high. He was probably pissed off. He said, "You know what? I can't be bothered." He didn't come out for his set. Bench press, but at least Emil came out to because probably for his, I'm gonna get a medal, so why why not? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. And, and with the meal, I don't know if he I forgot what he posted to his stories. If he posted there was issues going in, but he did post say that after his third squat that it was it was knee was bothering him and his neck was bothering him. So then he did the bench press, but then that's why he couldn't delve, so he ended up not delving. So I wonder if there's any issues with Emil going in too, where he maybe kind of knew he wasn't going to put up his best performance and then he had to squat deeper and that messaged you up even worse. And so he wasn't able to finish it. But at least from his post, he wasn't like complaining about the referees or anything like that. He was just saying, hey, th- I got called for depth. I got injured. I wasn't able to deadlift. Um, the other thing I will say just real quick about the ref thing is like, it's funny from like the some of the lifters aspect. Lifters are always like, oh, referees can't judge depth from front. Like, how do they know that was high? How did the chief referee redline me? But then they go and take this picture of a meal or these videos of a meal that are from the front and they're like, oh, he's way deep. That should have been yeah, all white. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, what is it? Can you guys judge <laughs> depth? Can you not judge depth? And this is why Arian is on the podcast. Because listen, the same guy that as a contrarian, when you're making a point, he's contrary to, to your portion. God damn it. Is the same dude that brings balance to a podcast. And it's true. That is a fucking good point. Because you'll see people post a still picture from a bad angle. Everyone knows the best squat depth angle. Hit it from the front slightly lower, and I'll fucking look mm. like depth every damn time. My knees look proper every damn time. There's a good squat depth angle from the front going up that you always look like depth. Um, and you see a lot of those stills after someone bombs, and they'll be like, no excuses, just going to post this picture here. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. But that's that's kind of, <laughs> you, you said enough, mom. You said enough. But but, um, that, but but I don't I don't fault lifters honestly because fuck it you're emotional and I get it I get it well, well and and I'm not I'm not saying Emil's doing this but Emil's case too like sometimes that's the only video you have you grab the, the I, screen, I actually wasn't thinking Emil let me let me clarify yeah. as well I actually wasn't thinking about Emil when I said that either yeah um, I actually like I said in the, from the hop I think Emil's was depth but um, anyways yeah. Um, and then for Sasha, yeah, I mean, great progress. I know he's not back up to his best numbers, but he did 832.5 at Worlds. And so he bounced back and did 847.5 with the, you know, making one squad at the very end as well. So hopefully that's good momentum for him going forward to get back to the world record deadlift and potentially, you know, get in the podium there for Worlds. And then, yeah, Christian was ridiculous because I remember we discussed about him in the, in the previous show and he had done the 815 at 94.5 kilos. Um, and then he only did 800 at the Arnold once he got down to the 93s. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. where is his total going to be at? He's done 800 twice. He's done 815 once, not making weight. And then he comes and does 842.5. Ridiculous. He went over <laughs> 12 and a half kilo Dell of PR. He hit the PRs on the other lifts as well. So it'll be interesting now. People should be wondering, like, is he going to be a threat now for Worlds? Like, if he made 42 and a half kilo yeah, progress on his total in the 93s, What's he going to hit next summer? Is he going to be 860s, 870s, 880s? So hopefully these other 93s 
it's already stacked, but hopefully they're gonna be looking out for him too. Hell yeah! Hold on, Arian, no, wait, Arian, no, quick, quick, no, 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 it will be a threat for the 93 world. Why is it if? Because oh, that can't be an if. You never here's the thing. Here's the thing. So let's take a look at this. It, it, it will be he, no matter what. I am um, Ryan, he will be healthy. He will be going to world with his, all his eyes open, and he will be a threat. Let's move on to one of us. Okay. He goes, that's the final statement in the 93s. Let's move on. All right, let's, yep. let's go to 105s because we got to get this done in time as well. Yeah. So this is oh, another yeah. another big battle. So I'll go over uh, top five. Let's do that. Uh, gold medal was Emil Norling from Sweden, 907.5. Just below him in silver was Anatoly Toli Nova Pismeni from Ukraine, 905. Just below that was uh, Coco Clement from France, 895. Fourth place was our boy Mo from Great Britain, 885. And then fifth place from all from Great Britain, Ben Pape, eight seventy five. Um, do one of the Sabata boys want to go first since we had Great Britain in four and five? Bro, like I just wanna, I just wanna say yeah, big 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 respect to Mo because like he could have just like played it safe and be like yeah, let me just get top three in the podium, but he was like yo, it's do or die, go for the dub. Or why be why be here in, like in the first place? So I gotta give him a mad respect for that. But um, if only his grip didn't give out, boy, my my pick of him being top two would have been chef's kiss. <laughs> you get me? So I'm lu- I'm lucky to him. But again, like fuck, I can't I, I, I can't fight for that. But um, Emil, Emil, the Emil performance, the Anatoly comeback from like you know obviously you know from where was his his situation right now in Ukraine. And everything else, man, that that was well good. Um, Coco, man, like I I I I think Jurist explained to me why he didn't come up for his third dead. I want to uh, hear that. Something, yeah. Um, um Jurist can say it better than me, but man, he was he was on fire, like on squat, bro. Like I was like, shit, like my top pick, my top pick might actually get this, bro. But yeah, it is what it is. Man came third, but yeah. For, but still, he's still a junior. He's he's throwing up like crazy, stupid numbers up against seasoned veterans like Anatoly, and obviously Emil, who's you know who's aged out of juniors a few, like a couple of years ago now. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. But again, big big props again. Oh, Ben Pape though, solid performance. I gotta give my respect to him as well. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm biased between one GB lifter or the other. I love all the GB lifters. Uh, man, he he was just like he had a smile on his face through like throughout most most of the lifts that he was doing. I'm thinking, guy, yeah, this guy's just enjoying himself. This is how, like, you know, most athletes should like, if they can be attained to this sort of like spirit, like when they're when they're up on that platform, because you know, as well as like doing the sport you love he you should be you should be able to have fun as well and i'm, I'm pretty sure he did that so yeah my respect to him yeah i i think i'm gonna go next um with coco um last uh, deadlift is his back was gone his back was gone he couldn't come out for it i think the french team did a very good call by calling back three that's 357 and a half you know sometimes as a lifter you already know i only got two deadlifts to me you know i know arian love free deadlift but when you go to deadlift you tell your coach i only go two 
So it depends how the coach want to get those two deadlifts. You know, you give them a number. If they want you to go open lower and go and go the third, yes. But if you open big like he did, he just wanted to get one more. And he did that. And um, he put a play sword on the third. But, I mean, respect to him because he locked down that third spot. for That's what I go for today. I go for today. Remember, he just did the genius a couple of weeks ago. So for him to come back and not deep on his total, but still match the junior total and getting further at, at the Euros against um, a stack like that, he can't fault him. But um, to be honest with you, with me, the surprise was, was I mean, I, I love him today. He will probably listen to this and be pissed, but more surprised me the most on his bench. His bench wasn't there, you know? And one of the things I think he mentioned to me was, you know, that carpet got bitten up so badly to the point where when the bigger guys, 105s, 93s, I mean, big benches. Me, I can't bench, so I can't complain. Do you know what I mean? I can't bench, I can't complain. <laughs> I can't complain about the rack, I can't complain about the carpet. I don't even know how slippery carpet is because I don't even use leg drive. So, um, he was saying he didn't have no leg drive on that bench press. You know, it happened to me in the second attempt and the third attempt is the same thing. And on the deadlift, the last one is, <laughs> the story is, Mo did not choke himself properly. So, Mo talked, put, put talked on him and all that. I think he touched himself on that last deadlift with talk, and it just went. And then he was so devastated because he had that three. Guys, when I tell you that Mo had that 387 and a half kilos, it's not a joke. He had it in him, you know. It's just like the circumstances around him didn't play well on him. And again, as Joey said, that he could have pulled for second, right? But if he loaded three hundred and thirty-five, he wouldn't match Coco. Coco was lighter. That means he was still going to be fourth. Three seven and five. Oh yeah, three seven five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't match Coco, and he was more was a heavier. So in other three seven seven or three eighty-seven and a half for the win. Well, I mean, this is, again, I'm saying this to a lot of people. People saying, oh, yeah, but you should have just gone for a second. I was like, look, you are against Emil and Anatoly. You have the opportunity to pull and win and beat these two. When would you ever have an opportunity like that? You know, yeah. it does not always happen. I'm not saying that Mo is not going to get strong or the other guys. No, this is Anatoly we have, right? Best lifter in 2021, returning. This is a male knowledge, a world champion, European champion. He's right there. It's your time to beat him, to pull. Look, even if like we needed 400, I'm sure, I'm sure the British team would have loaded it for him to pull. Because you can't, the opportunity doesn't happen everywhere, every day. So he did what he did. And I think to me, Anatoly coming back was perfect. Again, the European, he, he could have won it. In terms of like, I don't know why they went for 360 squat. I have no idea. You know what I mean? I have, I, I cannot comprehend how they went for 360 squat. 355 was there. You know what I mean? And yeah. then load for the, dead, the deadlift. And ML, we got to talk about ML. The man just had a baby. The man is building a house. His training has been shit. Well, I mean shit. I know he's going to listen to this. He'll probably back me up. ML's training has not been good. He has not been putting his heart on his powerlifting because he's focusing to the external factors. For him to come and win is just like, wow. And then when you're winning against Anatoly again, 
right? Anytime you beat Anatoly, it's just even if Anatoly come fifth, you come fourth. That alone is more than anything else. So I mean, so I know you guys go um your comment on that, but this is this is my highlight. My highlight was a male performance surprised me the most because I even put him in fourth because I spoke to him before this championship and I spoke, I've been talking to him about his training and all of that. I was not even sure Emil was going to pull it off. But again, at the same time, Ryan, you always said he's in King of the Lift. Emil's deadlift, when he calls for it, he comes. That's something like, yeah, you can't compete against because the deadlift is always Bro, there. Th those that came in the top five could have placed anywhere within that top five. But yeah. Had shit like happened differently just by a little bit, by just by that much, more, much of a margin. But it is what it is now. Emil Norling's final deadlift at the international scene is becoming the most reliable weapon that we've seen in battle. I mean, this guy, when he needs that final deadlift, my God, can he lock it up? And to your point about Mo, yes, that bench wasn't there for him today. Um, if he had his bench press, he would not have had to load up quite as much on that final dead. And God knows we might be saying, Mo's the European champion. That's how quick this tides could have turned. And Mo would have went from off podium to on podium. But more to your point, Jerens, when looking at why not pull for silver instead of gold, et cetera, the difference between gold and silver was two and a half kilo. You're already pulling something stupid. At that point, two and a half kilo, Mo and, and team Great Britain's probably like, if it's there, it's there. The two and a half kilo isn't going to break the bank. Let's go all in. For if if I'm going to swap silver for gold for two and a half, and I'm already pulling three hundred eighty-seven, let's go. If it's three eighty-five or three eighty-seven, let's go. We're going all. I'm putting all. It's a fucking hell mary pull, huh? Why are we hell hell mary pulling two and a half kilo less? It's a mm -hmm. hell mary pull, and you want to talk about two and a half kilo? We're either going or we're going. You know, can you imagine Enna in South Africa doing a crazy Hail Mary like he did minus two and a half kilo? What is the point yeah. of that? To the if, if if it is going to be, we're putting all of our chips to the middle in this last deadlift, fellas. Let's just all agree on this. You're going all in. So I respect that. Um, it was a big pull. I would have been shocked if he got it, but I would have been over the top happy for him. God bless, because he's it's Mo, man. Everybody loves King Mo. But Norling um, doing what he did. Uh, hats off to him, man. That final deadlift, his his total came down. A lot of people's total. No, Anatoly showed up. I slid in his DMs and I'd said it on the preview and I, I gave full disclosure and he said I wasn't in great shape. His total came down quite significantly, um, but he's a fucking legend. And he said, like, I don't want to be on the sideline. He said, I'm not in great condition, but I don't want to stay on the sidelines. He almost had enough. He almost had enough. His total came down significantly, but it was almost enough because guess what? And Emil Norling's total came down significantly as well. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's total came down a little bit. So you show up. It, we've said it before. We'll say it again. You show up. And if if he maybe didn't go for a squat world record and went 355 instead, who knows? Maybe Emil's, maybe that big deadlift, that he's swinging Excalibur with that fucking deadlift though, huh? I don't know how many more times he's going to do it. We're <laughs> going to find out in Malta because I got a feeling Michael Davis or whoever U.S. is going to put forth, they're going to be on point. Let's see if that Excalibur sword is going to keep winning these battles for him. But um, yeah, it's it was it was a good battle uh, all around. And um, 
like you said, Team GB doing solid showings. And Ben goes, oh, he missed his one bench. But he had a solid day nonetheless. And and you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was on point. He was vibing. He was in the moment and put together, pieced together a good day on him. And oh, so yeah, Coco, he's been stuck at 895 for a while now, especially for a guy his age. That's forever. I know what, 2021, bro. That's not that long. When you're his age, it probably for him feels forever. Mm -hmm. He's capable of more. I can't wait to see more. I don't fault him at all. If you feel like you're like, oh shit, we're tempting fate if I go back out there. Some people are like just load it up. Not at the not if you're a young guy. Look at how many guys like Jesse Norris can never come back when you start getting injured. If you know, hey, something happened there. I did we're risking something here. And they're like, okay, we got you in bronze. You might stay in bronze. We you, you'll see Mo coming, but if he misses, whatever. They I think France and Coco did the good decision. You're currently in a in a bronze medal position. Let's not fucking risk for five kilo. A young guy could fuck himself up. We know how hard it can be to come back. You may not come back the same. Let's just chill a minute here because Worlds comes around again and, and you'll have another battle to fight. So it is what it is. Talking about Coco before Aaron, sorry. Um, I, I spoke to him literally like the day after we were sitting there just watching the guys, the big guys lifting. And I asked him the same question. I was like, how did you adapt to the refereeing? Because I know in training, your score is slightly higher. Your bar is, is really low and all of that. How did you adapt to it? He said to me, after watching the junior, what happened to Pana? And I watched the E3 or somebody is called Crass. People are Crass stuff. I said to my coach, we're lowering the numbers. And he actually did lower all his numbers. You know, so the numbers that Coco came out for, openers in the squall bench or whatever. It was not the original numbers that Coco wanted to open with. Well, but I said to myself, I had to adapt to it and I had to start to accept it. You know, it is tough. It is hard. And I have to load the numbers that I need, mm. you know, to at least get that number on the board for the referees. And he did that. And then to be honest, I respect him for that. And I said, this is what you call elite level. It's not just about what you're bringing. It's about I can adapt to myself in the circumstances. And that's what you did. Yeah. No, I, I like that extra info. Cause like, if you look at his Instagram, he has like a 925 gym total from September. And then here is hitting 895. And then October he posted up a 360 squat and here's hitting 322.5. So some of that is, you know, obviously weight cut traveling that stuff, but then sometimes you have to adjust for what's there in a day. He tweaked his back. So, you know, some people on a bad day are bombing out. Coco on a bad day is hitting his best total and a world record yeah. squat in the juniors. So that's a good sign for him. And, you know, hopefully he can figure out whatever the back issue was going forward. And then, you know, in a better setting, you know, he could possibly perform much better and do over 900 kilos. Um, with Mo, I agree with you, what you guys said too. He needed 377.5 for third or 387.5 for first. The other thing to consider, some people may, may not know or may not remember is Mo got third place at worlds. So going mm -hmm. from, third place at worlds to pulling for third place at Europeans. That's not really a step up. A step up may be going third place at worlds now getting first place at Europeans to maybe then set you up for next year, trying to get second or first place at worlds. You want to be progressing. So for him, yeah, to like pull for third place at Europeans is probably like, I don't care. He got third place at worlds. That's worth a lot more. So it's good to see that, you know, he did try and go for that big pull, but yeah, I mean, I expected more Anatoly in the preview. I think I was expecting like a 925 total just wasn't there. 
And then, uh, I mean, normally, man, with that Delta, you said, it's like, it's like uh, someone who's clutching a basketball game, man. It's down to those final few seconds. You give them the ball and they make it. The we'll see if Emil Norman can keep doing that. One thing, too, about <laughs> I, uh, I just gonna say about, about beating Norling, pulling for the win for Mo, he would have been beating the reigning world champion as well, which is oh, like yeah. in terms of a step up from worlds, you're not just winning Europeans. You go home saying, I'm the European champion and I did it defeating the reigning world champion. That's fucking huge. Go ahead, Jerns. Also, the 387 would have put him 2.5 kilo less than the world record put by Cro- How How long that world record at 105 has been there? The one from Christoph. Yeah. Where's back? Uh, you know, it's been uh, there for years. Yeah, it's, it's been years because he hasn't been in a since 2018. I'll take a look yeah, right I, now. I, yeah, 2019. As much, yeah, 2019. as much as we're talking, I know we're talking about um, Emil Nolan, dead, his deadlift being his. Um, Go to weapon, he still has not get close to that 390, you know. But more would have been 2.5 kilo off that. That's what I was telling him today. Literally, I was talking to him. I said, In Malta, if he win the British, he goes to Malta, he doesn't load that 390, he might just walk home, not get on the same flight with us <laughs> from Malta. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's uh, move to the uh, 120 kilo class now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so gold medal from Great Britain was uh, Kieran Gray, 907.5 kilos. Silver medal from France was Nicolas Perrault, 895 kilos. And bronze medal from Poland, Matthias Grezik, 890 kilos. I guess I'll go a couple more for this one as well because this is a coast battle. Uh, Indiraj from Great Britain as well, fourth place, 878 kilos. And... I will, yeah, there's a little bit of gap there. So he was close there as well. So top four. Uh, who wants to start off on this one, Ryan? You want to start it off? Uh, and you could start off too if you want to, man, because I know what it's like to give your points last when everyone already hit and took some wins. Less talking sense. for me, it works. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, um, wait. Before, before Arian starts, before Arian starts, I just want to say, um, uh, it's just, I apologize for sleeping on Kieran Gray because I feel as though. I did not give him the props that he should have been getting. I feel as though you pitch. didn't as well, dude. Okay. Huh? I feel as though you didn't as well. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what did you pick him? Uh, he didn't I, have I, him, I, I think, because he was lower in the nomination, so he was hiding. No, but I, I was, I was saying, I was saying, you one pick, you pick, you pick, you, yeah. you pick Kieran in second, Indira's first, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, yeah. the Polish guy third. It's only I'm yeah. the only one that got that right anyway. Um, I guys, pick Kieran. I pick Kieran. I pick Kieran. <laughs> yeah, we well, all pick Kieran because he oh, yeah shit. because he's the he was the returning uh, champ too. He must yeah. he must be yeah. lucky hitting me for just like sleeping him like that. But, Dog, yeah. He can't wait uh, to see yeah. you at British Nats. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably gonna squeeze my hand like real nice. Yeah, he'll be like, "Come in for that handshake, playboy. Let me shake your hand." <laughs> I, I had yeah, yeah. I, I had Kieran first, and I had. Uh, Carl Somerset for second and for whatever reason Carl Somerset I guess you know had a bad day I uh, wasn't following his training but he ended up in sixth place so he missed a couple squats on depth and he missed his uh third bench and that pretty much put him out at that point so his his total was down like 30 kilos but yeah it was definitely a good, good battle at the top but I thought Kieran Gray was the favorite like you said he was the champ coming in he had a much higher total he was just nominated lower and you know he did enough on squat and bench where no one was going to really chase him on on Delft. for Nicholas Peyrot from France he injured his ankle playing rugby since he's like a professional rugby player. Um, 
I'm not sure exactly what it is because, you know, it's whatever diagnosis plus like translation. It seemed like he like maybe tore a ligament in the actual like ankle or around the ankle or foot. And his foot was like really big and he was doing rehab work in it. And he says it's like hard for him to walk or things, I guess, that are stability or balance issues. But for like a squat, since you're just holding that position and going straight up and down, he's like, oh, I can squat. So he was still training into it. And he obviously didn't pull out of it because he felt like he can be competitive. And man, he put on a crazy day there going nine for nine, hitting an 895 kilo total world record in the juniors. And he weighed in a little bit light, 108 kilos, probably because he hadn't been able to move as much with the foot. So great uh, from him. And then it looks like Mateus, uh, you know, took advantage of some of these other guys like Carl falling off. He got the 890 kilo total. And then Indiraj pulling that 375.5 kilos, that uh, European record, a ridiculous deadlift. So good potential for him going forward to compete with these guys. Yeah, I was, um, I had Carl for silver as well. And, um, my man didn't take the silver, but I had Kieran winning it. Nico did a good performance. I was worried when I heard about the injury, but coming out with an 895, a 108 body weight, man, he could have been a 105. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. If he had cut three kilos of water, which is nothing at that size, and he would have been head to head with Coco for a bronze. Like he's mm-hmm. all types of world class. I mean, as a were as a one twenty, he still got silver. So no wonder he stay in the one twenties. I'm just saying, imagine either he cuts the three kilos or he fills out one twenty. Because fuck, he is way off of one hundred twenty kilos body weight. Let alone cutting to make one hundred twenty kilos body weight. He's already taken silver in the in the Europeans. So whichever way Nico goes, we'll see. He's a young dude, still a junior. So maybe he fills out 120, but holy fuck, he's already a huge man. I can only imagine he'll be unrecognizable as a 120. Um, Kieran Gray, I'll let you boys talk about that. He missed uh, his third bench, missed his third deadlift. He would have been up 15 kilo there, but he clinches the title. He wasn't majorly threatened. Had over, had a 12 and a half kilo spread on everybody. So they kind of loaded up on the last deadlift. Um, and yeah, go ahead, Jerns. Yeah, with Kieran third <laughs> third bench, we all laughed about it, right? Um, when he came off for his second hit, of course, he hit 222 and a half. And then the loaded 237 and a half, the whole British team was like, huh? Is someone behind there smoking some herbs or something? What's going on? <laughs> you know, this is 15 kilo jump on the bench press. Yeah, that's crazy. So basically, it was a little bit like, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of a mistake there by the team. So basically, the guy, the finished guy, the got gold on the bench press because it did we didn't think he had a 222 and a half as his third because the way his second moved we were like mm, that 210 the way it moves he doesn't have another 12 and a half kilos for somehow this guy come out and made that bloody 222 who looks like a second so we all were like oh shit i think we fucked up <laughs> so we did we did actually like the whole team apologized to Kieran <laughs> they did they like Kieran sorry but it couldn't come off with third as well because he had he, he had a tweak already but he had 227 on the day for him in there so we could have probably loaded 220 they could have probably loaded 227 but they just put a place order because the person I went to put it was right, 237 and a half instead of saying 227 and a half so yeah we did apologize that's why Kieran didn't yeah. get uh, a goal Everyone's apologizing to Kieran, but not just me. Yeah, <laughs> he he lost he lost kilos on his total, but he won. 
As long as yeah. you win, you can laugh about it yeah. if you win. If yeah, he ended up exactly. coming in silver and oh, lost his title, yeah. that's harder to laugh about. But yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think that British team coach would have come back to the hotel. World. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, we, you mentioned about uh, Nicholas there with um, Coco, but I asked them this question. You know, these two are very good friends. They, I could say, the best friends, right? They were choosing one to go one twenty, one to one to one twenty five, uh, one five. It's actually their choice in terms of like you go one twenty, I'll go one twenty. Because they were both in one five. They're still both juniors. Why both going in one same class where you can just split and no one is stronger than Nicholas in France at one twenty, and no one is stronger than um um Coco in one five. If they both want to go one five, then they have to batch for the nationals. Yeah. You know, and why doing that? Well, you can dominate both way class. I think, to me personally, I think it's a great decision for them to give each other an opportunity to go to international. Right? And a plus, I'm not saying because they're just mediocre, mediocre lifters or mid-term lifters. No, they are high-level athletes. They are elite. So if you both elite, you can do whatever you want. So I know you were talking about whether cut down. I think, to me, I think she'll eat to 120 and put some weight in and he will be a world champion. No doubt. No doubt about it. Because he's still young, and then he with an injury, he broke the world record genius total, right? So, I think Carl Somerset, he's the one that was like I was literally on the on the, on the um, watching, and I said to myself, "Damn, I just picked you to podium, mate. Can you get that last score?" <laughs> 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 you know, and I think he just wasn't there. I mean, a world you can tell in South in South Africa, he had he because. To me, he he's one of the best puller at one twenty in the world. And the day the deadlift wasn't just there, so yeah, it happens. Yeah. Indy stole the show with that one, bro. Oh yeah, Indy, Indy, you got mentioned. You got mentioned Indy first international for man to load three hundred and seventy five point five kilos is ridiculous, you know. And then plus, this is the man that even went to Euro, no being hundred percent. You know, oh, he's so if he in the no, that's why you see only bench 175. I was wondering you know? about that. Okay, yeah. okay. So if if he was 100%, I kid you not, you would have seen 400 about no joke. You probably you would have, you know, you probably would have been saying I was right with my picks as well. Well, yeah, I was gonna say too, you're talking about world records. The world record for 120s and Adelop is 385.5, so he's only 10 kilos away, dude. Oh, he went, he wanted to smash it because this is a man in training already, he's putting one, what, 370 for like a double or something like that. So, if he's fully fit, he's gonna smash that. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, credit to him, first international. You know, he has got a European record deadlift, he's the last man to come out to pull in his weight class. So, um, yeah, I mean, he did well. What do you think is going to happen between him and Kieran then? Just oh, in Britain, even, let alone. There's not just in Britain. There's him, Kieran, and Tony Cliff. Have you seen and the, Tony the Cliff, who exactly. fucking the week before did a local meet and just blew it up and did, what did he do? Four, yeah. or 940 something. No yeah. shit. Yeah, like Tony's murdering right yeah. now. Um, because that 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 man forty posted, he would have won him world for the past what two three years. Why didn't Tony get here? Do you know the story? Did he go, uh, like he had the qualification wise? Did he go the equipped route and didn't qualify for? Oh no, he did. He or... did. 
he did world games. He did world games, yeah. and then he did Arnold equipped. That would have been too much for him. He said, "Look, hey, Tony is a sensible guy. He's not them ones like I'm just because I'm gonna win. I'm gonna go and do it. No, it's about now. My body's needed rest now. I think he did a local me. I even uh, slid to his DM. I was like, I bet you did this because too many people making noise in the one twenty. Was like, I'm gonna shut these kids off. You know, you just <laughs> went there and then blew it. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 so You're saying he's he's taking time off and then post up nine forty at a local meet." That's that's a nice yeah. time off, boy. <laughs> yeah, enough time but, but off. Has a, but, but hats off to TC though. Moving numbers. Oh, my man too. almost took the. Fu- Do you guys see? My man almost took the King of Lifts Instagram as well. He um, we did a <laughs> yeah. bet. We did a bet. It uh, and I don't. You know, I'm fucking. I got to start backing down from these because I've almost lost King of Lifts a couple times. <laughs> but so we did a point system that he said, "Do you agree to these terms?" And I was like, "I agree to those terms, sir." And uh, God bless Tony. When we have a fantasy league, he is in that fantasy league. He posts every single day of the competition when the fantasy league's on. Um, he'll get into the trash talk, and we'll go back and forth. And then he's like, "No fantasy league." And I was like, "Ah, man, we got busy. We we were supposed to do fantasy league." He's like. Let's do it just between me and you. I'm like, all right. And then when he was loading up the points, I'm like, God, Tony, what happened? He goes, he goes, fuck, a draw. And I go, yes, a draw. (laughs) We had two different reactions to it. I'm like, oh, take it. (laughs) Thank God. Because if I won, he was going to buy me dinner. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's good. I would have ate like crazy drinks the whole night. But if he won, king of the lifts, he's got it. God knows what he would have done. So, anyways, oh, uh, oh, I'm dude. glad we won our we won our bets. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, bro, yeah, we didn't even mention that about the eight. No, yeah, we'll move on. But no, yeah. let's move on. No, let's move on to one twenty plus. Move on to the we'll one twenty plus, that. so we can finish yes, this sir. bad boy up. Um, gold medal from Turkey, Cenk Kokak, nine hundred and eighty kilos. Silver medal from Spain, uh, Ruben Rico Martin, eight hundred. Uh, sorry, nine hundred forty-five kilos. And then the bronze medal from Ukraine, Dimitro Vavk. 930 kilos. Uh, who wants to start us off on this final weight class? Uh, I'll, I'll do it. And I'll, I'll just mention the dude we all picked to go first. Um, I think it was it was um, Tony Cliff that actually spoke to you right and about it, like where he cannot uh, compete as both junior and open. You can only, you can only do one, right? So obviously right. Timor, or everyone's first pick here out already. What really surprised me was how everything was pretty much like flipped um, around in terms of like placements. Like, yo, like Kochak, or Cenk Kochak, first place. And then Ru- Ruben, we expected more from him because I think you, like Ryan, we, like you were saying that he's a big dude. Like you, we were like expecting hella more from him, but he just literally just matched his best with 9.45. So, and then Dimitro coming in third, uh, kind of not, Doing as good as he could have. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It, it kind of his performance kind of reminded me of um, Anatoly's because I, I I wanted to mention earlier Anatoly weighed in relatively light in the yes, yeah in the one of five. So I don't know. Maybe something along those lines happened to him too. I don't know the backstory. Durance may know a little bit more because um, he was. Man, guys, there, there. it's simple. The, the guy they are in war. How do you expect them to get their calories properly every day? So, do you know what I mean? This, to me, that explains why they came in light because they have got other stress in life to stress about than actually thinking about getting enough calories in and yeah, controlling yeah, the weight. Yeah. That's probably they came in light. By the way, talking about Anatoly being light, 
he still did the madness. He won best lift. Bro, yeah, for real. Oh, that's probably why though, because he was that light. Because he was that yeah. light. Because. Oh shit! No way! I didn't even notice. Yeah. In a totally noble yeah. pismani. Jerry just is jumping ahead to the end. Ironically, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Arian, I have to because you could, you could. We didn't, we didn't have picks for, we didn't have picks for best lift though. No, no, we didn't. We didn't. What, anyway, what did... um, let, let's talk, ahead, let's talk about the one twenty plus first. We'll go back yeah. to best lift. Sorry, Arian, I read it. I read your moment. <laughs> So yeah, um, I mean, let me take on my turn. I think, again, I think this is probably did not mess up the picks. But when Temo did the uh, juniors, and uh, when I saw him at the junior straight, I knew there's not gonna come for the um senior because that rule has changed. As Joey mentioned, that uh, you can't compete, you can't do both. I think with um, Kozak, I think he did really well. He went AR nine. You know, what I mean, I, I, I'm sure, I don't know the last time he went AR nine at an international. You know, I mean, last time in South Africa, he loaded 400 twice, isn't he? Missed it twice, third and uh, last attempt. And this time around, when you think about his squat and bench, you can almost, you can sense it like he was taking it easy for a big pull. Because that bench press, when he benched uh, 247 and 242 and a half, you can tell he had more in it. And all of us were like, why didn't you load more? But then we realized, oh, yeah, this man came for 400 deadlifts. So, yes. again, we saw, we pretty much saw that 400 deadlifts load in the last attempt. But this time around, he didn't do a madness of South Africa. He literally went first attempt, second attempt, world record, and loaded the 400. And funny enough, right, everyone that was in the crowd, when he pulled his first attempt, that 370, him going to 387 and a half, Everyone went, why didn't he go for 400? Because the energy level he had in that 370, because the way that 387 and a half moved, any day he had the 400. And to be honest, you guys saw it. He pulled it. It's not like he, did, he didn't pull the 400. He did pull the 400, you know, but it just wasn't there on the day. I think to him, me personally, I think that was, in the 120 was the performance of the, of the day in terms of like him going 999, Winning the European Championship, getting close to that thousand um, kilos, and I know, and then coming next year, probably twenty twenty three, I can see the thousand kilo with him, and I can probably see. I want him to pull a four hundred. I wanted him to pull a four hundred European because I wanted the first four hundred pull in RPF in international. I wanted it to be in European. But unfortunately, we missed that chance, and Jesus will probably come and smash that so easily. But we missed that opportunity of having an European to pull 400 first before unless, everyone else. And unless he has a competition before Jesus does in 2023. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I don't know what the any... Turkey schedule is. Or, or if, uh, international. Or if he's not going to be international. Well, the, I, he's there might be, international. is there any before March? There's... Yeah, there's the Reik, there's Reykjavik games in January. Yeah, I don't think I don't no, think unless he goes there for for as a as a guest or something because when you think about it, he has pulled four hundred before in in Turkey, but it's he also four hundred in the middle. Oh, has he? Okay, it's also yeah. no guarantee that like Jesus is going to pull four hundred. It depends on what he needs for placing at Sheffield and mm -hmm. you know whether he gets it. So maybe then it goes to Worlds and then you got Mo, Indy, Jesus, Jank. Uh, you know you got a lot of guys up there. This is true. I think. I think Jesus will pull 400 at Sheffield. I think that's the ego he has in him. He will load that 400 at Sheffield. You made that 413 in the gym recently look easy. 
Yeah, exactly. Man. So if he, he so let's say if he gets that one card, he will pull that four hundred Sheffield. He will. Before we veer off, okay, let me just say let's bring us back for a second here. I think Kochak slept walk almost through squats and did three fifty with ease. I think you're one hundred percent right on the money in terms of he came here for that four hundred kilo total. The junior world championships was in Turkey. Um, Kochak was there like every fucking day helping out. So I asked him about the world championships and I asked him how training was going. He's facing some very serious injuries. Um, I can't remember. I think it might've been a hip injury. So squatting has been extremely painful, but because he pulls conventional deadlifting is there. So it's a lot mm -hmm. easier for his hips. Um, obviously doesn't have to drop as low and the joint doesn't suffer as much. So in terms of training, 370 for him it's 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 easy peasy lemon squeezy he's he squats very very little in terms of the amount of frequency and training but he's throwing around some deadlifts so when he comes back into malta like it's if he can get his hips if he's 100 healthy the guy he's he's a contender if he's not it's all about the 400 that's why when he showed up in south africa and he was all just there for that 400s because he knew he's like i can't even build a total and his hip was a little better this time. So like, fuck it. Let's build a bit of a total. Ended up winning the European championship. Was very nice for his nation of Turkey. Ended up taking, um, you know, with his second deadlift, he took a European record. Good stuff. 387.5, biggest deadlift of the tournament. Good. So he wasn't going all in, so to speak, on that 400 kilo, which I'm glad clinching the title and whatnot. Um, and who knows? I mean, if he had to, if Timur, who's a junior, and we'll save a big breakdown on his performance for the junior episode but if timor had moved into the open you could mm -hmm. kind of foresee 350 was so easy for him timor did 10 11 maybe he could have done a little bit more on the squat and, and challenged timor maybe he would have found an uh, uh a halfway between 37 and a half and 400 kilo and beat timor even if it was head-to-head -head. maybe even an injured he could have maybe he didn't have to today um, and it is what it is, but yeah, I'm glad he was there. I'm glad he got another shot of 400 and we'll see if he loads up. It's Malta. We're going to see multiple, I believe 400 kilo deadlift attempts, which is fucking crazy. And to put it in perspective, we've never seen it. anyone listening at the worlds, you know, the biggest is Ray Williams. And I think it's 398, either 398 or 398.5.5.5. Yeah. So, it, that, so just to add perspective of how monumental it is. Um, and Kojak being like, yeah, I'm not doing the world record. I'm going 400. I want to be the first of four. I like yeah, how he doesn't do 399 to chip the record. Because what if you do 399, your second, get it, and then miss your third, you don't break the 400. Or you go 399 for your third, and you have to wait to another meet. And let's say you never know what happens. Like Ray, you never did the 500 kilo squat. You never know what's going to happen. He's like, I'm just going 500. Fuck of it. course. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a kilo. What's one away. kilo? It's one kilo, and you're like, I could be the first to do 400. People break world records, but how many people are the first? First to pull four. It's big. With uh, with Timor, yeah, I think like this rule has maybe gone back and forth a couple of times, and maybe there's some confusion because like when Jen Thompson did, I looked it up again, uh, 2019 Bench Worlds in Japan, she competed twice um, because back then they were letting you enter twice, you pay twice, you weigh in twice, you compete twice. But for whatever reason here, they allowed them to get nominated, and at some point maybe they noticed or realized it that is the rule, and then they said, okay, you can't compete. So that helps out sync. 
I like I like this version of him. I like him going more conservative, making his attempts because he's had issues before with depth and I think like soft knees on on squad and he had to keep racking the bar at some of these championships and it really threw him off. So here he just came in, he executed everything, went safe on his deadlift attempts, got that European record on a second, and then went for the four hundred. It just it just barely wasn't there um, that day. And then um, I was also gonna mention with Steve Ringroot. He's another guy that you know had issues with. Uh, with depth and I think he had maybe on his opener an issue too where he timed out where he wasn't getting the the command um so mm -hmm. unfortunate for him um I don't think any of us had him on the podium but we had him you know somewhere up there in the top five so uh disappointing for him but um yeah and, and Ruben Rico Martin you know he weighed in over 200 kilos before we don't know what his weight was because the scale only went up to 200 he weighed 199.6 here so I wonder if he's been bringing his body weight down or something like that as well I felt 196 my man um, taking the gold medal in the squats. And I think, you know, him equaling his previous personal best with 945 was a little surprising mm -hmm. to me because I know 945 he was disappointed with previously. So I'm not sure. I mean, he started missing lifts. You never know what these fellas are, are facing. Uh, missing his, what do we got here? His third squat, third, uh, he basically got two lifts in every, in every one of these events, which isn't going to cut it if he's going for that PR total. But it is what it is, fellas. I also want to say for the national team points, are we moving from the 120 pluses? I'm sorry, I don't want to. Yeah, say I was gonna. Anymore. Yeah, I was just gonna mention the team points and the uh, best lifter. Go ahead, buddy. We're done with all the weight classes. Team points was great. All top three teams, 47 points. Great Britain, Sweden, and France. So when you're tied on the placings, then you go to the IPFGL points for the tiebreaker. So Great Britain wins that. Um, actually, it looks like they. You know what they did? No. They actually didn't go to jail points. What they did was they count medals. Um, they won medals. Yeah, so ah. they counted. So you, they got yeah. an ex, another silver medal, and uh, that's think, what did it. I think bronze. I think bronze. Or, I think bronze. Yeah, I think we got an extra bronze medal. Well, there's a nine in there. That's I think it's a silver. So Sweden oh, okay. got – Okay. Yeah, Sweden, you, you, Sweden and Britain both got two golds. You got a silver and two bronze, and Sweden got two silver – or sorry, two uh, two bronze and um, off. Anyways, yeah, they yeah, you guys got a silver and two fourth places. They got uh, two yeah, yeah. bronzes in yeah, fourth right, places. Right, right. Since you guys got the silver, I guess they did a tiebreaker that way. France only got the one gold, so they got third place. Um, mm -hmm. But, but let me just say, Germans, twelve of those points came from you, Playboy. Hey, difference. Okay. <laughs> twelve of those points came from you, Playboy. They came became crucial. Became it had crucial. to. It had to because. Before going to the European, I would advocating on the social my social media saying, Tim, we have to invest him. I'm sick and tired being third. Last year we were third and they sent us a deadlift bronze medal. Do you know what I mean? Because they didn't have no medals. Do you know what I mean? Really? This time I want to win that gold so they don't have no excuse. They should have a gold. And, <laughs> and Ryan, you know who got that silver medal for the team? Christian with that monster pull at the end. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That became yeah, the difference. That became, yeah, that difference. became a difference. Yeah, and but also gone, gone, Aaron. I was just gonna say overall it was a great battle too. With Spain in fourth place with thirty nine points, they also got a one gold medal, and then Poland with thirty three points in fifth place. And if you look at the bottom, there was thirty teams there. There was thirty nations. So good battle yes. there for your European championship. Yeah, I mean, just to say like. Even in the top three, when you think like that, these nations, I know, Ryan, you the one that started the, the, the motion about French go shooters. But when you just see these teams where we lined up, 
is not about France to go shooters anymore. It's about the Europeans to have good shooters. Because in France... Oh, I thought he was going to say GB got shooters, but... I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, when you think about GB, and GB was behind Sweden, GB was behind Sweden, uh, uh, France. But now, GB is just getting in there. You know, it basically getting all these team well, team medals and gold. You know, like one lift in France as Pana bombed out and they missed 12 points and they said they're done. Do you know what I mean? So just to say, other nations are catching up. So you need to change, not just France, go shooters. If you don't say Britain, go shooters, I'm not coming to kill me. Oh, right, okay, Britain's got shooters. <laughs> Britain's got shooters. <laughs> but it's about to walk. But it's about to walk off set. It's about to walk off set. Britain's got shooters. Yeah, and then for the um, for the best lifter, as Jerns was talking about earlier, uh, the best lifter for the European Championships is Anatoly from Ukraine with 112.8 geo points. And then the second best lifter was Emil Norling from Sweden, 112.2, let's say, so just like 0.6 points away. And then third best lifter was Sasha from Germany, 111. So for people who don't know, you don't have to like win your weight class in order to win best lifter. It's just straight up by geo points. And since Anatoly weighed in at 102.78 and Emil weighed in at 104.7, that made the difference in the geo points. Dude, that is, it's bittersweet. Talking, talking about Sasha, talking about third uh, area, you didn't, you didn't actually explain this out. Sasha beat me by 0.3. I'm 111 as well. But I was 111, no, no, no. Sasha was 111 and no, three. That's when you beat me on. I remember the the commentators were actually on top of it because they had mentioned when you had won, they said, hey, Jerns is currently in yeah, first. Yeah, I was at top. Yeah. And when Sasha won, they're like, oh, Sasha's now also moved now into first. They dropped Jerns. And then the 105s obviously went and dropped you guys yeah. off. Like, I, didn't like, I didn't like the 105. I felt like they could cancel that weight class. Literally, I said, like, can, can you just cancel this weight class, please? But it's yeah, a... when Sasha, you know, when Sasha went pulled down 365, and I said to him, I said, oh, mate, I love your 365, but at the same time, I hate you because you put, <laughs> but look, beat me by a point, I understand. 0.3, come on. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. You took, if you would have spat in a cup, you would have evened out your body weight and been all right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. It, so, is yeah. a, it is a bit bittersweet, Nova Pismani, even though he didn't win in, in, in his total drop big time. At the very least, the king returns, and it's not – he didn't get washed, first off. I mean, he lost his weight class mm -hmm. by two and a half kilo. But to be best lifter? All right. Okay. All right, all right, all right. It's, it's, not, it's not winning the whole thing like his weight class as well, but that ain't half bad. That ain't half bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh -huh, fellas. Think... Do, do you want to do you want to take us out? I could give us the old six up. We're out. No, I was gonna say I think that's it. We cover all the weight classes, the team points, best lifter. If you want to close us out, so... as per usual, everybody listening, please do give us high ratings. Subscribe, not just the King of List, Sabato Sessions as well. Subscribe to both podcasts. Give both podcasts high ratings. Hit us up in your Instagram stories and tag us. We will reply back. Let us know what you thought about the recap. Let us know what you thought about the European Championships. And we will hit you back. Until next time, six-pack lap it at six up and we are out.